In part two of our conversation with Evan Peters, the X-Men Apocalypse actor talks about the wealth of superhero movies and his next project. This is WSJ Speakeasy, your source for entertainment, pop culture, celebrity, and the arts. Hi, welcome to the WSJ Speakeasy podcast. I'm Michael Callia, and I'm here with Evan Peters for part two of our conversation. Evan is starring in X-Men Apocalypse, which opens this Friday. Uh, I want to pick up where we left off. Um, You said, you know, being around all these great actors with, you know, Academy Awards at the Wazoo, you just watch, sometimes you just watch and learn. Name some of the things you kind of learn, like, like really big things that you think would, would really like that have helped you, I guess. Well, um, I think Fassbender's stillness and his, uh, his focus and his connection with you as an, as an actor are, uh, incredibly important and it, it comes through in every performance that he has and uh, that's something that's just when you're actually there working with him and looking at it, it's 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 quite fascinating to see how still he becomes in front of the camera between action and cut and then when when they call cut you know immediately laughing and having a good time and and sort of letting go of the character and, and releasing that which is which is very cool mm-hmm. um, and very difficult to do. Uh, so, I mean, there's a level of focus and, and concentration that he can tap into that I don't, I can't particularly do yet. <laughs> One day, how do you how do you practice amazing. how do you practice that? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. You, you just, just, like, just got to work more. I just guess. like stand still. Just like, be very still. Yes. I think it's his confidence as well. I think he's an incredibly confident and 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 funny, caring guy. So I think he can he can do anything like that. You know. Right. Now, um, you you don't share much screen time with him except toward the end, but we won't get into that. We won't get into that. No, no. But there there is something that we must touch on because it's such a big point for X-Men fans. Uh, we've seen in the commercials you don, eventually don the X-Men uniform. Oh, yes. How did that feel? Like, was, how long did it take oh, you to get into that costume? It was very hot. <laughs> it <was> very sweaty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It seems to be a routine complaint with uh, uh, superhero costumes. Wow. It, yeah, they don't breathe. They yeah. don't breathe very well. Um, it was very tight, and uh, those are about the only negatives. The, the, getting into the superhero costume is, is one of the coolest experiences you will ever experience. Um, they're very expensive. They, they, I won't even go into how expensive they are. Um, so they look amazing, and they're intricate and down to the detail, and they work very, very hard on them. And when you put them on, you feel badass. You feel like mm. a superhero, and it really sort of allows you to go into that childhood place and really pretend and believe that you are a superpower and that this world sort of exists. Right. And it's very important. And, and I can only imagine the guys who get into the makeup, how much that helps them You know, right. sort of believe that they have these powers. I have four hours to sort of get into it. <laughs> wow. And, <laughs> but, and you have hair you have to worry about, too. Honestly, the wig is a big part of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, putting on that wig is it makes me feel very different. It's a, mm-hmm. a whole process in and of itself to get that on. Um, so, And that with the, the jacket and the goggles really uh, transport you. So are you allowed to move around a lot? 
and and when you have that on are are you even able to move around a lot <laughs> yeah you have to you have yeah. to you sort of that's what's so weird you're sweating everywhere and you sort of have Jeez. to pretend that you're not sweating and, oh. and just moving freely and it's the easiest thing in the world to you'd, walk in you'd think they'd have figured this out by now with all these <laughs> movies well like, they do they have a cooling suit oh but i was an idiot and didn't put it on because i thought why do i want to put another layer on that's ridiculous right but when you put the cooling suit on, you know, after they call cut, they immediately plug you into this cooler. It looks like you're wearing a colostomy bag. <laughs> and you cool down oh, instantaneously. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I wish I would have done that. You um, didn't do that at all? I didn't do that at all. Oh, man. I was very stubborn about it. Oh, dear. Yes. So, all right, superhero movies, you, every time a new one comes out, there's always a question. Are there too many of these? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that there are? I mean, well, I mean, it's not dangerous. to talk down your own book. No, but. no, no. It's, it is. It is. It does bother me. It does worry me because um, I remember when it, it first started, when Iron Man came out, and like all these, and it just sort of there's this whole um, swell of superhero movies came out, and uh, yeah, it was a little. It's, now it's sort of like wow, they're sort of becoming an everyday thing, an every summer thing, right. and there's so many of them. But I think. If we can continue to do different things in there and create characters that are interesting and drama that is inside of the comic book world, I think that will allow it to continue on. And I think that's what's special about these X-Men films is that they do have great drama and conflict um, and it keeps people interested and, and you can connect to the discrimination against mutants and things like that, universal themes that are that are throughout. So I think if you can continue to do that... I think the superhero thing can go on for a long time because it is a great outlet mm -hmm. for the special effects and it is a great escape for people to go to and, and you sort of can zone out and be blown away by what we're doing next, you know, technologically. So it's uh, – I'm a huge special effects fan. So it's and, – and, and who the hell doesn't want to see superpowers, you know, superheroes right. and, and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's amazing. So, um, you know, knock on wood, we can keep it going. You, you coming back for more? I would love to. Quicksilver? Absolutely. I would love to. Um, so, you know, you do make other things. Um, <laughs> can you tell us about where the white man runs away? I can. Yes. Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. You're asking me about that. Uh, it's true a, story, right? True story. Based on a true story. Uh, uh, a young writer of 24 uh, named Jay Bahadur goes to Somalia, freelance, to write a book on the pirates. Um, and it's sort of his journey through that, uh, the ups and downs. I hesitate to call it a comedy, but it is quite funny. <laughs> really? Yes, it is. It's like not a fish out of water kind of thing? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And uh, you learn a lot about the culture and, and how Somalians are not uh, supporting the pirates. They don't want the pirates, you know. Mm -hmm. That's that's something that the, the, the young men are falling into because they have no other options. There's no education. There's no money to, to stop the pirates. They can't, they're trying to stop them on the ground. But there's just no money. And so, um, you know, towards the end, uh, uh, it all comes about, and, and he uh, he has the... Oh, I don't want to give it away. Yeah, yeah, I well, shouldn't give it away. Yeah, but, but, history, anyway, but it yeah, all comes... Yeah. It comes um, that the uh, the CIA and the government start to recognize the Putinland government, and uh, it's sort of... That's, that's sort of the beginning of it, is sort of helping the Somali government stop this problem. Mm -hmm. And... and uh, and nip it in the butt. So it's it's an interesting story, and I learned a lot. And and Jay's book is very informative. And uh, it's the same title, uh, Pirates of Somalia. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, very very imaginative, imaginative yeah. title. 
Uh, have you have you talked to Jay? I did, yeah, and he actually came to set, which was super oh. surreal and yeah, and we I was like I was, I was like high. I was like all right, uh, this isn't probably exactly how it went down. Uh, could you not look at me while we're doing this? <laughs> it was very weird. Um, and, of course, American Horror Story. Um, Mr. March was such an intriguing character in this most recent season. Thank you. Um, you you going back for more? Oh, my God, I would love to. I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what's going on for this next season. I yeah. haven't heard anything or anything like that, so... Uh, I would love to come back. I love the show. I love the writers. The characters they've allowed me to play have been amazing and so weird. <laughs> Mr. March got into some <laughs> sticky situations. In this. So Very what was sticky. like the hardest scene to, to film? I mean, there's so much blood and, and nudity, of course. <clears> but, you know, like, was there like a scene where you're like, oh, take after take after take. This is insane. Or, or, or do you guys have that? Like, you know, there's a scene. Down? There's a scene at the end with all the um, the ghosts. And we're, I'm sort of explaining, you guys got to stop killing people. You just have to stop. <laughs> guys, <laughs> <they> listen. Get, <laughs> get, guys, come on. And it's a very wordy, wordy monologue. And uh, to their credit, they wrote me some amazing uh, monologues and lines. And, and just the vocabulary I got to use in that was amazing. Um, and and it was just over and over and over, this massive, like, full-page monologue yelling and screaming <laughs> at, these, at these ghosts to stop killing people because we need, we need to live in this place. Otherwise, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty intense. And obviously, the nudity is pretty weird. For, for, <laughs> it's yeah, difficult. Non-HBO cable, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. yeah you kind of yeah. got to tuck it. It's very <laughs> weird. Well, on that note... Oh, uh, let's leave it at Tucket. Let's leave it at Tucket. Thank you, Evan Peters, for coming on the WSJ Speakeasy podcast, X-Men Apocalypse in theaters uh, nationwide on Friday. And you can actually subscribe to the WSJ podcast now through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. And you can also look for us on the Google Play Music app on Android devices. I'm Michael Callia. Thank you. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.